Welcome back, all you average movie viewers. We are back with our third episode. This is Bryce. <laughs> this is Tim. This is Tim. <laughs> I was looking at Bryce. This okay. is Tim. And this is Bryce. <laughs> Bailey. This, this is Megan. That's right. We've got guests with us this episode. We have our wives. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, going to be a little bit of a special episode. We are coming fresh, like not even... Maybe, Maybe 10 minutes. Yeah, 10, 15 minutes or so out of a movie uh, that we've all been excited to do here. And we're going to give fresh hot takes. Hopefully not spend too long on this because we're still a little, uh, we're still a little, uh, yeah. Rattled. That's fair. Uh, yeah. All right. So to go into this, the movie we just finished viewing is Skinamarink. Now we're going to give you a little bit of background into this because not many people have heard of this movie. It is a 2022 Canadian experimental horror film written and directed by Kyle Edward Ball. The film follows two children who wake up during the night to discover that they cannot find their father and that the windows, doors, and other objects in their house are disappearing. Prior to the movie's production... Ball ran a YouTube channel where he would upload videos based on nightmares recounted by his commenters. Uh, this is based on one of his shorter films, Heck, I believe. It's called Heck, and it's on. So, me and my wife, uh, Megan, also uh, sat down to watch this short film. It's about 30 minutes long, it's on YouTube. Uh, the layout of the short film is basically bare bones, stripped down, kind of what we watched tonight. The story is a little bit different, but the the way it plays out itself uh, with the kids and the parents and like their the kind of dynamic there, it's almost the same. Uh, I will say, going into this movie, I was wondering how they were going to turn this hour and a half movie um, into a watchable piece of art uh, compared to that thirty minute. But that thirty minute short movie was a good taste of what was to come. So he took that little. 30 minute movie and decided to make a much bigger one. It premiered at the 26th Fantasia Film Festival, Montreal, on July 25th of 2022 and went on the screen at other film festivals, including some that offered at home viewing options. Due to a technical issue, one of the festival platforms allowed a copy of the film to be leaked online, and the film then garnered attention on social media apps and websites like TikTok, Reddit, and Twitter, where it attracted word of mouth acclaim. And this is initially, I'm not sure I initially heard of it here, but I saw no, something on really. I saw something on Instagram about it. One of my favorite horror authors posted. Yeah. And then it piqued my curiosity, found out that it was headed exclusively to Shudder. And very February. select theaters also. Yeah. It kind of got released randomly. The US wasn't the first one to pick it up, I believe, in theaters. No. Was I, it Canada? I think it was Canada. Canada was, was number yeah. one and then came to the US recently. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't even, I had no clue what this movie was until you sent the trailer to us and yeah. the trailer was, most people have no idea. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully this sheds a little bit of light on it, but yeah. Continue. All right. And I'll be honest, even after seeing this movie, I still have no idea what it was. I mean, yeah. So, <laughs> Experience? Yeah. So let's get into our scores. We're going to start to break this down for you. I will, I guess I'll start us off. Yeah, you can start us off. We can then bounce around. Yep. I'm still actually in the middle of like scoring it because I was getting okay. everything set up. So we'll start with you and we'll go from there. Okay. So I'll start us off. I gave the story plot to this movie a two. Okay. And mainly because there's not much of it. There's not much of it. To me, it felt like a 
strung together images and well i guess we're probably gonna say this word or this phrase a lot tonight but it was just nightmare fuel it watched like a childhood nightmare brought to life and nightmares aren't always coherent or cohesive and i felt that that was this story it wasn't necessarily coherent or cohesive there was a backbone to it but not a whole lot of flesh on the story so that's why i had to give it a two yeah the uh kids wake up and their parents are missing and then creepy things happen <laughs> that was the story i agree with you but i gave it a three because i thought that was pretty normal that's average right yeah. <laughs> okay so i didn't think it was bad but like you said nothing really happened i don't think that that made it like worse than average it just made it fine if that makes sense i don't know i'm not a podcaster <laughs> <laughs> no that makes sense i think the reason i went for two is because it feels more like a premise than a story yeah, I mean, it's definitely an atmospheric movie. Um, I don't think it was so much about the plot. It was more like the feeling it gives. Like, it's definitely an art movie that you would see at an indie festival, which that's where it was premiered, right? Yes. Yep. <laughs> but I did give it a three as well. I agree with Bailey. Um, I think there was potential to make it more of a story, but I knocked down some points for the direction, which we can get to later. But, like, story-wise, I was intrigued. But then there were certain parts in the movie where it would literally show nothing. And then I would get... For minutes. Yeah. And it was very slow. Like, it, like the movie was really good at building up tension yeah, with no release. But then these boring parts, it just takes you out of the movie because then your mind starts wandering about other things. Yeah. So, like, I think there was potential, but they didn't deliver. Yeah, I uh, agree with both of them. I gave it a three myself. I can totally understand giving it a two though um because you are right it's oh it, it will go into that with the other scores of why i'll give credit for that story in the way it was but yeah it's a very basic story uh mom and dad go missing the kids are left alone there's something that's causing havoc in the house um but it didn't feel out of place in any way it didn't really it didn't really miss a beat i guess is the best way to put it um so yeah i agree with them pretty average three did its job uh it set the stage for what was to come and Nothing really fell out of place because of the story and the way that it was presented to us. So, fair enough. So, character. This one I was actually extremely harsh on because I tend to judge character not on the characters we are viewing, but on their character arc throughout the movie. So, where are they in the beginning and where do we meet them at the end? Was the arc engaging? That's how I tend to judge character. And the difficult part about this movie is the characters almost feel like background noise. Mm, interesting. So we have the uh, brother and sister who are pretty generic brother and sister. They're just brother and sister. They we could have Kevin and Kaylee. Kevin and Kaylee. We could have <laughs> referred to them as brother and sister the entire time, and that would never have changed the story. You never see, meh. you don't really see faces. Yeah, you, like half a face, not even that, maybe a quarter of a face at one shot. Yeah, we, we saw, yeah. yeah, 
Well, we got so, we got a couple full faces that were unwarranted in this so movie. <laughs> there's it was really hard for me to judge character, even though I did find myself feeling for the little boy in the story. But the character itself in this movie is a zero for me Ooh, because there there is no character arc. Instead, I think the characters are supposed to reflect you as a child and that's what i started to walk away at the end of this movie feeling that like that little boy represented me as a kid and all of my fears and all of like that scared of the dark or just that that tv on in the dark to silence those fears and to keep the darkness at bay and that resonates more on a everybody level than it did as a particular character trait, if that makes sense. I think it was more symbolic than it was necessarily a good character. Okay. Yeah, I'll go right after you because mine, I was struggling, but on the other end of the spectrum of our score, I'm teetering between a three and a four right now. Um, and I feel conf very, very conflicted about it. Uh, because unlike you, I, I do I did view the kids as characters in this movie, um, and it's just I don't know how how to explain it. It's just like, <sighs> yeah, you're right. Like these characters are more of a vessel for the experience that we have in this movie, and that's fair to say. Because you can and again, different scores, different uh, sorry points for different scores, but like just the way the cameras are set up, like you are viewing this from the angle of the child like every camera shot is pointing up at all times it's like okay yeah this yeah you're right this is not really much of a as much of a character as it is just someone i am witnessing the ex and experiencing through their lens but at the same time i think it's hard to say that these aren't their own characters like we, we always talk about like you know kids in their acting can be hit or miss uh, a lot more miss and hit um but credit to which we'll get into later, the script and the direction of this movie that gave these kids something to work with. That wasn't a lot. It wasn't a lot of, to ask of the kids. And I feel like just the setup for those kids made, gave me an attachment to the kids. Like by the end of the movie, I was like, especially the end with Kevin, it's just kind of like, brother, I, I just want this to end for your sake. And then my sake on top of that. So I'm teetering between three and four. I put down a four, but I'm kind of leaning back to three just because it's like, I still had an attachment to these characters. It could change over time, but I totally get where you're coming from. I'm just probably on that other end. Okay, yeah. So I didn't even know that zero was an option <laughs> because as somebody who works in the public school system, you only are allowed to give zeros if they do absolutely nothing. So there were characters. I know. I'll talk, okay, I'll talk about whatever I want. This is my show now. Okay, so... Characters, I, I get what you're saying because I did like the whole time I was thinking about how when I was a kid I was terrified of the nighttime and like mm -hmm. I had to go to bed before my dad went to bed or else if I went to bed after my dad I wasn't safe like I had mm -hmm. to be asleep yes. before my dad went to bed so I guess I did feel for the kids and then whatever was the thing as the skin of Marink was that what like the evil thing was <laughs> well, I don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, but that thing I feel like we got revealed a little bit more towards mm -hmm. the end. So yeah, I don't know. I gave it a three. Again, it was just like, yeah, it's there. Yeah. Um. 
uh, yeah, it was hard for me to grade a char- the characters in these because um, usually I do do the same thing. I grade on their character art, but I was kind of trying to grade more on like the goal of the movie. So I'm like, well, there's no character arc in this movie. So I was just judging based on, well, the characters did their job and I felt for them. So I'll just give them a four. <laughs> Those are all fair. <laughs> and you could also, with my same argument, that you are the character of this movie. Yeah, totally. You could say that that was a five. Mm-hmm. But going off of my... Going off of my... These are my two lowest scores, our first story and character. Mm. And I'll, I'll talk about that more as we go. So jumping in, were you done with your character commentary? Yeah. Okay. Jumping into music and sound, I actually gave this a five because part of the design of this movie is to just get under your skin, get inside your head and make you feel as uncomfortable as possible. And the first way they do this is with the sound immediately. Mm -hmm. Nothing sounds the way it should. The voices in this movie are especially just unnerving Mm -hmm. to the point. Sometimes you can't understand what they're saying. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can. And it's definitely like it's chosen when you're supposed to be able to understand it. Mm -hmm. And it's like probably some of the creepiest sound design I've ever heard in a film. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for me, um, the sound and the editing and effects kind of go together because, like, throughout the whole movie, you just hear static and it's very like retro vibes. It was, it took place in what '95, so it's like a VCR tape. But something about even just like the old cartoons playing in the, constantly in the background, something about that is just creepy. <laughs> so I gave it a five. I well, I mean, we're not talking about effects yet, but I also gave that a five. <laughs> Yeah, I also gave it a five for that reason because it made me super uncomfortable even if it was annoying. Like, I think it was the dial tone on the phone where it just got really loud and it was playing for like 10 seconds and I was like, I want to throw up, but that's what it was trying to do, I think. So, yes, it was disturbing, so I gave it a five. And I as well <clears throat> also gave it a five. I feel like this kind of bleeds it right into the editing effects so we can yeah. kind of, I'll mesh the two and then let you guys uh, go for that, but for me all i could think throughout this entire movie when it came to the music and sound was just like this is literally the heartbeat of this entire movie yeah this movie would not this this movie would not not be the same at all with any without the sound or the way that it was edited and there's not even there's no music like the music comes from the cartoons that you see on the tv uh, which, which even, just makes it so much creepier well not even just that they make it creeper but they use the cartoons to like send like a message like yeah and, and what's happening like there's correlation with what's going on and that's what's that's what's tough about this movie, and we'll get to it at the end when we so, talk about the setting of what you need to watch this movie. But even then, like, uh, there's just those little things that you pick up on. Like w- from the very beginning, they start they they use a lot of the sounds to, uh, to set to set the mystery, like of like, okay, well, what's going on? Because the way the cameras are set up, you don't see what's going on. Which is I'll get into it later. I just I want to skip ahead. <laughs> There's so much I want to talk about. But yeah, the way they set it up is like you'll hear a sound. You don't see what's going on, but you hear the sound. And then they show a visual cue right after that to show you what is going on. But then they continue to use that sound throughout the entire movie. And they don't always have to use that visual cue because you know what's going on. Yeah, like the flashlight you know the click, sound record. You know exactly what's happening. Yep. And then you see 
the flashlight coming up afterwards. Um, I totally forgot this one thing. What did you guys think about the weird sci-fi sound effects? Because I thought they were kind of gimmicky and cheesy, but I low-key loved it. Okay, early on when the kids realize that the windows and doors are missing, they're, one of the things they do really nicely, and this would go under my direction, but at first the house, you're like overwhelmed with imagery of this house. Yeah. Corner, room, <clears throat> corner, different ceiling, like cabinets all of it yeah all of it again like shot from the person's knee because you're a kid and right. so it's all very low angles looking up but then as you're going it'll show like a wall and then a window will flash up on the wall and it has like this cheesy retro sci-fi effect and then the window disappears and it just gives you like oh there's supposed to be a window there and it's weirdly like it works it it works with the whole tone of the movie it's just like the visual cues of like hey we know you have no idea what's going on here's a little here's a little hint right exactly yeah i surprisingly that was probably my least favorite part of the movie i i understood i kind of what it, what they were doing with it like i get it like you know there's stuff that's yeah. supposed to be there stuff is disappearing which you get again get more cues of that towards the end with other stuff going on but yeah i mean Again, without the sound, this movie is not what it is. The sound makes this movie. This is some of the best sound design in a movie. And we talked about it a little bit. Um, Eraserhead's the only thing that comes to mind, except this one is a lot more intriguing and holds you on onto you a lot longer than a, yeah. depending on the person you are, yes. I, I will say. But yeah, uh, David Lynch was definitely an influence. Absolutely. On this. Yeah. So yeah, and again, just bleeding over into editing and effects. The editing and effects were just. I don't want to say flawless because I feel like that's not not the best way to describe how this movie was edited and the effects that they use. First of all, the fuzzy effect, like the VCR effect that you have throughout this entire movie, it just adds to that tension. Like those shots of like the Invisible Man is a great example of the newest one that was the remake that they did. Those shots of like those empty rooms where you're like, this man could be anywhere. Yeah. It's like it's yes. perfectly framed to be like, we're supposed to feel like something's there. I get that same feeling 10 times over with this, with that fuzzy effect, uh, with every shot of like darkness. It's just like, because you always think like there's something there. The way that the fuzz kind of moves and flows with it, you think that there's someone standing there. And they do it a couple of times where they kind of like lean into that. It's like, oh yeah, that's kind of scary. Yeah. And so like the editing effects were perfect. Five out of five for me. Your turn. Uh, <laughs> you, you hit a lot of what I would say. And there was a scene that goes off the music and the editing and effects that really stood out to me was we talked about the old cartoons playing on the screen and there's this scene where like this cartoon rabbit closes his hands together and makes himself disappear mm. and the music kind of has this quirky punch with it and they repeat that and then like the TV itself like rewinds over that scene again and again and again and then it shows something in the room disappear as it happens and then you just hear that sound effect like you went like you mentioned earlier and i thought that worked really well and then what you said about the fuzziness of this there were times that you are just looking at something and it reminded me of paranormal activity mm -hmm. how paranormal activity trained us all to like watch the background and look <laughs> for that little movement in the mm -hmm. corner and this one, I was like, are those shadows moving? Is there somebody back there? Like, what is going on? And that fuzzy effect, both in sound and in visuals, you would be like, did I hear somebody whisper? Did I see something move? What was that? And it mm -hmm. definitely kept you 
I almost like off balance the whole mm-hmm. movie. You can never really feel grounded. Mm-hmm. So I gave editing and effects a five. Did you already talk about editing and effects, yeah. Megan? Okay. Yeah. I also gave it a five because everything you guys said. And then <laughs> I also thought like things that were weird and supposed to be like things disappearing and things being on the ceiling and all seemed very real, even though obviously. Yes. Hopefully, hopefully that didn't happen when they were filming this or else that'd be really weird. Um, <laughs> but then, yeah. And I also felt like with the fuzziness, I didn't know what I was looking at 75% of the movie, which was, I'm sure, on purpose. And so that just made yeah. you feel like disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's one good, good way to put it. So up next will be our script. And I feel like most of the heart of that was kind of the editing and the uh, sound. So that one was definitely deserving of all that time. Yeah. So next is going to be script. I'll kick us off there. Uh, again, I kind of struggled with script a little bit. Same thing with the character, just because there's so little of it, but at the same time, if it felt appropriate when they used it, and and now because I'm overthinking it again, I, again I'm leaning between a three and a four, uh, four because again it just felt perfect where it was at times. Three because at times it feel like it felt like that was where that was kind of where he um, the director kind of let let go just a little bit too much and let things kind of slip just a little bit where he really where he really strived was in his camera work and production where the slip-ups came up for me were kind of in the script a little bit because a lot of times the the lines that were being delivered and how they were specifically how they were delivered like the whispering the constant whispering from the children and then the parents at times was just perfect i thought it was amazing but then sometimes it was just like a little too much it was like ah, if you just kind of like left it there that probably would have been a lot better so I'm kind of like in between a three and a four. I'll probably lean more of a three on that. Overall, I thought, I thought a lot of the lines were really well delivered and handled, but there were some times where it kind of felt like I, I think this got drug out a little too long because of the script, not because of the actual like production that's going on right in front of you. I gave, I actually gave script a four on this one, and I was really pretty close to a five, actually, because where I thought the story faltered, I thought the script made up for it. Because the few lines that are in this movie, like I just imagine the printed dialogue of this movie is a page long. <laughs> um, like a 911 phone call that is chilling. Mm-hmm. And like you mentioned the whispering and the 911 operator addresses that. Why are you whispering? Is there someone else in the room? And that just sent, sent shivers down your spine. And you realize this whole time these kids have been whispering because they feel like there's someone else in the room they don't want that person to hear that entity to hear and there's a couple of the entities lines that are just like the whatever's hiding in the dark mm-hmm. but those lines are like some of the creepiest lines and whether it's the situation the atmosphere it's a combination of all those things but those lines delivered in that situation absolutely chilling mm-hmm. yeah. so it was a four for me well i gave it a five <laughs> but i tend to be generous with my average reviews but i gave it a five only because it did its job and it did it it did its job really well um like it delivered the perfect one-liners that just creeped you out so that's why i gave it a five yeah there was very few things said but the things that were said it was there was a couple of times where i was like 
you know what I mean? Like it was just so it was disgusting and disturbing and yeah, oh, don't even don't. Yeah, but yeah, so I gave it a three. But I feel like if I had more time to think about it, I would probably go higher. Yeah, so that like, will okay. Yeah, I, I can't think of a movie that had a couple lines that literally almost caused a physical reaction, like. <sighs> Yeah, I got sick at a couple of these the, lines. The end, especially those lines were were just getting like uh, it was like less and less lines, but the way that it was presented just made it like that much more gut wrenching. And because like, of all I don't the, know if it was yeah. dinner or the movie, but I almost right, threw up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and we will not spoil anything about what the ending is, but just the lack of lines, but the way it's delivered in the context, it's almost like you're just waiting for something to pop there, and it's like, gosh, that was tension. That was t tension at its finest right there. Yeah. I don't even want to think about it. Let's move on to the acting. <laughs> Jumping into yeah, acting. Go ahead. You, go ahead, okay. Tim. Jumping into acting, I actually gave acting a four because what little... The screen time from the children in this movie, probably a grand total of two minutes. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I'm lucky. <laughs> yeah. We hear them way more than we see them. Yes. Um, but they were quite effective they were quite good there's a couple moments of like screaming or crying oh God, or it's haunting yeah honestly. it's it's honestly i didn't want to know how they got those reactions out of the kids like because it sounded so real that i wondered like did they just wait for the kid to like fall off his bike and then record him crying I was gonna say, or... this, is this the 80s where they did like really sketchy stuff to get real like, reactions <laughs> the, those reactions were jarring and then the voice acting of whoever was doing the, the adults thing. yeah the adults the thing the couple adults yeah. they it it's it's chilling yeah so the acting for me was a four yeah, so I actually gave this one a three. Um, I could totally understand the four part, but for me, um, the kids serve their purpose. The kids are who you spend most of the time with, and again, just the setup for them is exactly what they need to excel and do exactly what they're called to do. I thought the kids handled it really good. Uh, sorry, really well. Uh, <laughs> and they did real good. They did real good. Uh, but yeah, I thought they did a phenomenal job. Uh, the parents did a great job in the few scenes that they had. Uh, whoever voiced the the Skinnerink, <laughs> uh, the monster, um, did a good job as well. So I think it all served well. I'll give it a three, uh, and I'm, that's nothing to be ashamed of for the uh, movie that I just watched. Yeah, I also gave it a three because, like we said, you don't ever see them. Like you don't see facial expressions. You don't have to like see the kids cry or anything like that. The adults, you never see them. You have. They have their back to you and they're talking. I mean, the, the talking part was good, but I just didn't think it was great. Like the greatest acting I've ever seen. So I thought it was just average. Well, not me giving it a five, but now I'm like reconsidering. But <laughs> <laughs> but no, mostly like, again, I'm judging this movie based on what it is, not what we think movies should be, I guess. Yeah. So like I thought the kids did great and I am kind of concerned with how they filmed them. Um, but again, I don't know, like it wasn't cheesy. It wasn't bad. So I thought for what it is, I gave it a five. Some of the best child acting in a horror movie mm -hmm. possibly ever. Mm -hmm. And that's probably also due to their limited screen time. Sure. Yep. Mm -hmm. I was, I was just sitting over here thinking of like the best child actors in a horror movie. 
Twitch again. I pointed out like it was the, the setup absolutely helped these kids more than anything. Yeah, because these kids. I mean, in the movie, they're supposed to be like four and probably younger. I think the, the girl was like six. Yeah, yeah. Kay, okay, Kaylee so six was six, four. and the boy was yeah, four. So, yeah, so I mean, that's super young for kids. Yeah, but, I mean, given some of the more recent movies where child actors had a lot more to deal with, I think having the limited script and make it. <laughs> yep, he went there. Uh, I yeah, I agree with you, but I was just, I was trying to think Thank of like, you, I was trying to think of like a kid actor that like did a phenomenal job. The first thing that comes to mind is Conjuring 2. Uh, the daughters did phenomenal in that movie. Yeah. Poltergeist, classic, oh yeah, Poltergeist. classic performance Ooh, from a baby. little girl. Yeah. Uh, anyway, what's next? The direction for this movie, I had to give it a five because the direction, this is clearly a single director's vision brought to life from what we've talked about from the sound effects to the to the uh editing all of that is has a clear direction clear purpose from shooting everything from a super low angle angle to at times feeling like we are sitting on the floor other times feeling that we are laying on the floor and we're looking up at the corners where the ceiling meets to other times just looking at the corner of the tv but not what's on the tv or what's behind the tv and all of it combines together to just make you feel off base not right like i mean you feel like a kid in this world you you feel like a kid you, but you, you feel helpless a little bit you also feel like you're in a dream or oh, yeah. more specifically a nightmare yeah and <clears throat> the like i have to give the director a five because he 100 percent succeeded in capturing that feeling yeah so i actually line up with bailey on how i score direction usually which is i try to take out the context of how the movie should be whereas with direction like how how much of this is how much of this vision was the directors and like because you can tell a lot with a lot of movies today how much of it is truly the director's vision compared to how much interference there has been with the movie it's very easy to point out and I agree with you. This one was absolutely fully the director's vision. I did not feel like going through this movie that there was a misbeat of how, what the director was intending to do. Now, there's a lot of things that you get that you'll get lost on probably when it probably comes to the uh, overall message from some of the visuals that will pop up on the screen. But it felt like that's exactly how he intended this movie to be. Um, you now again for an hour and a half, directionally speaking. It does at times feel like it's a little prolonged, like especially the the last quarter of this movie. I was I was telling Bay like, man, that was like another two hours that I felt like I went through. And it, but it, that's not necessarily a bad thing either. Like I think that was the intention. Like there's just this prolonged nightmare that you feel like you're in that you can't get out of. And for an hour and a half, this is one of the few times I'll say the feeling that this was way longer than an hour and a half is not a knock on this movie. I think that was exactly what the director intended to do with it. So direction for me, five out of five. I also gave it a five because I love being disturbed. I love disturbing movies and we watch a lot of them and it takes a lot for me to feel as freaked out as this made me feel on so little. Like I still have no idea really what happened, but I, again, just feel like he did what he wanted to do and did it well. So. Well, I gave it a three, and for me, direction <laughs> sort of goes with the story. Um, like, I think my favorite part in this movie was the bedroom scene. Like, oh, that, that was, was the first terrifying. time, yeah, yeah, that we were genuinely terrified. And um, 
I think it did a really good job of just capturing like dread. Like you had no idea what was going to happen. So you're just like sitting on the edge of your seat, like holding your breath, waiting to see what will happen. But then for me anyway, that was the only time I felt that. Like I wish I was more disturbed than I was. Like, (laughs) I don't know. I was kind of let down. Like towards the end, I think everything just sort of falls apart. Um, I don't know. Like, it seems like it became unnecessarily cruel in a way. Like, I don't want to give out spoilers, but when that certain part happened, it it felt unnecessary. And it for did me, seem a little out of left field. Yeah, yeah, and it eliminated the tension that we were feeling up until that point, I guess. So then, like this kid, I don't know if this is a spoiler. Like this kid got hurt, so now I don't have anything like left to watch i guess if that makes sense yeah i don't know i just want to weigh in because i agree with the bedroom uh sequence i feel like that was arguably the peak of this movie and absolutely brought out what the director's strengths were in this movie because man that was that That scene was entirely first person it was entirely a first person shot uh again i don't want to spoil too much of what actually happened in the scene but I think what I want to point out for that scene specifically was what I was thinking watching that entire sequence was the absolute patience that this director has to just stretch out. Like, again, like I was saying, this movie at times just felt like it was going on forever and it just wouldn't stop. This was that perfect scene of where he just stretched this tension out to the point where it should have broken, but he was able to hold that together. I mean, this whole scene was about what eight minutes long it, it felt like it eight felt to ten like minutes it. yeah and it might have been even shorter it's probably three yeah <laughs> and there's not a ton that like happens but like there's a there's like three specific sequences that go on in that scene and the way he just stretches that thing out and you're like this should have this tension should have broken at this point like it should be done but it's not done and it keeps going with it yeah. it's just like the camera is just turning at the slowest pace but it's like you're the child like you would you be are terrified at the pace of a terrified child. Yeah, exactly. You are very. Slow. It, I just yeah. I have to get full that that bedroom scene is the best part of that movie, and it showed like his strengths and like what he did so well with this movie. It was the first like honestly, I was pretty bored up into that scene, mm-hmm. and then that scene came, and I had goosebumps like my entire body, and I was creeped out, and then I was like, all right, what else does this movie have in store for me? Mm-hmm. But that takes us into, well, almost our final category. So for this one, I had to give it the it factor. So the it factor for this movie, because of its online buzz getting leaked from film festivals and all of that, it generated, it didn't have to do any PR because it was online. It didn't have to do any advertising, anything like that. I gave it a five out of five just because of the word of mouth kind of buzz that this independent film has created and i do think that it will go down as one of the films that creates or sparks an interest in a genre Mm -hmm. so much like blair witch is credited as being the first found footage it's not but blair witch kind of kicked off the found footage and then paranormal activity brought it back again this one feels found footage but it's not, it's almost a first person yeah, horror story. It's like TikTok POVs. Yeah. It's, it's, I was almost, there were moments that I almost felt like it was a choose your own adventure. Hmm. Like I was reading a Goosebumps where I was you know, the main character. When I was watching this, I'm like, this would have made like a great video game. Yeah. Almost. And it does feel like 
you it could kick off a genre of first person horror mm-hmm. i to my knowledge i don't know how many first person movies there are i know there is hardcore henry and then this one and this one kind of f- flashes back and forth between first person and uh third but all of it makes you feel like you're there so yeah. it's it's definitely definitely a 5 on the it factor for me yeah, um, I gave it a five out of five for the if factor as well. Basically, exactly for all those re- reasons you listed. So I don't have much to add. I gave it a four because I thought it was unique. I thought, like you said, like I've never seen anything like it before. But I just took off one point because I feel like I guess maybe I just don't understand what it factor entails. But I just know that it's not for everybody because of how slow it was at times and you need patience and you can't like sit on your phone and watch it. Like I can't imagine my mom sitting down to watch this movie. So <laughs> I know that it's going to be for a specific person. So that's just why I gave it a four. Yeah. Uh, I kind of agree with you with, with the whole, it might not be for everyone, but I'll get into that towards the end when we kind of get final thoughts. Um, Yeah. I gave it a five out of five. I kind of agree with Tim, just kind of the backstory of this movie kind of starting out as a a small film on YouTube and then, you know, the director trying to, you know, make some deals with it, but then it gets leaked out and then there's a lot of hype building up for it. Uh, And kind of like you said, I I made the comment before we started this about like, I just got really, it's not, I I got the vibes. It was like paranormal activity without that mainstream appeal. Like, like you said, I agree with you completely. I think this could be either it, not maybe the start of a new genre but it's definitely going to be like that match that's lit like yeah this could start yeah. something new for horror which i'm I, I will go i will die saying that horror is always going to be the best genre because there's just so much potential within that genre and it always at times feels like the most creative genre out there still um and as as, as all horror as often, has no as, rules right it's like there's always bad ones like we get that but i think there's a reason like horror movies just get so much hype like uh, i don't know that's a whole nother discussion for another time but i love horror it's great (laughs) it's my favorite genre yeah i feel like this this movie is going to definitely start something that creates something new in the horror genre and i'm super excited to see what if it creates something (laughs) yeah definitely because what this movie did well it did it did really well and is honestly those moments were terrifying and if we could see more of those type moments that aren't you know the in your face blood and guts or things like that you know though there are definitely those movies can't wait for scream six but uh we'll go into the last category and give our final scores kind of our final thoughts on the movie now so this one's gonna be pretty rough from me so i'm gonna explain this for a second I give the entertainment value. This is our only score that's out of 10. I give the entertainment value of this movie a two. Yeah. So, and I know that's probably a little surprising because as I say, this movie was flawlessly directed, had a high it factor, amazing music, sound, all of that stuff. I don't want to watch it again. Mm -hmm. I don't. It's, there is a lot of just scene after scene after scene meant to like throw you off and make you uncomfortable. 
and I don't need to watch that again. Like that's it. The first 20 to 25 minutes of this movie, I was like, okay, is anything going to happen? And then it started to happen. But then those moments of something happening would be like five to 10 minutes of really creeping me out. And then nothing happening again. And it was more just like very subtle. And this isn't a movie you can throw on in the background and enjoy. This is a movie that you have to turn off the lights, put your phone, not like not have it near you. You can't look at your phone or you're going to be taken out of this completely. You have to fully immerse yourself in this movie and the story. You have to become the character that the movie is asking you to. And because of that, I think it severely damages its entertainment value because there are great moments in this, but it's hidden under so much that most people aren't going to be able to sit through it and watch it. I don't want to necessarily go back and watch it again. Uh, the other part, like the two that that struggle that I had wanting to give it more was we mentioned earlier that this is nightmare fuel. Like some of these images and scenes are going to stay with me for nights. Like I will like when the lights go out tonight, I will have my TV on and especially toy phones. Uh huh. Like it's. It is effectively creepy, but that is not enough for me to want to come back and watch it again. I would maybe watch it like with my siblings. Like, have you seen this movie yet? No. Okay. I'm going to mess you up. And then, but then that's the only time I'm going to watch it again is if I'm showing it to somebody. If I'm going to sit down to watch a good horror movie, I'm going to put on Barbarian. I'm not going to put this one on. Yeah. I mean, for me, I put six for my entertainment value, but... It's a little misleading because I was not entertained. Yeah. <laughs> I was intrigued though. Like I did want to like it was kinda like a puzzle. Like you have to pay attention to figure out like what the heck is going on. But I do agree. Like this was made for a very specific audience. So if you don't like weird, creepy things that don't make sense, then you're not gonna like this movie. But if you generally like just like watching um I don't know, atmospheric it's, experience it's, movies, then you yeah (laughs) i mean then i think you would enjoy it but yeah i think calling this entertainment value is a little misleading for this movie because it's not entertaining you don't watch this movie to be entertained like i said (laughs) i like to be disturbed like i look to be disturbed when i'm watching a movie and usually yeah usually if i'm like Okay. She was disappointed in Midsummer because she wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to be more disturbing. That movie's awfully disturbing. disturbing. Summer, <laughs> but yeah, like there were points of it that were very slow, and I wouldn't say that I was bored, but I was getting impatient. Like, yeah. what the heck is this skin of rink? Am I ever going to find this out in my life? We still don't. We still have no idea. And so I, yeah, took off a couple of points that and then also again like we were saying it's not really entertaining more of like it's just making me anxious like we all checked our Fitbits after to see what our heart rate was <laughs> and I was like yeah I like being disturbed but that's enough slices for the, for me so like that's enough slices that's I, a funny one. <laughs> yeah, I gave it a 7 because liked it I probably would watch it again like if I ever had a kid and I wanted them to be good I would make them watch it and oh my be like gosh. Be good, or else the skin <laughs> gonna get you but I'm going to have to say no to that one. (laughs) I think that might get us reported. I was going to say, of all the things we've said in our three episodes on this podcast, that is easily the most disturbing thing anyone has said. 
that's okay yeah and that's my wife <laughs> and that's uh that's bailey thank you for joining the podcast um yeah uh i agree with you i i didn't really give it much thought um until you said it about like was i supposed to be entertained watching this movie so i i gave mine an a um and the only reason I didn't give it more was the kind of same reason you guys did. It's just like I was on, I was getting uncomfortable like towards the end. Like again, not in a bad way, but it's just more like I'm just I'm kind of done. Like I was probably talking the most at the end of the movie because I was just like, can this just end now? Like I'm getting sick of this. Like I like you said, there's just some very uh, unnerving things happening. It was just making me like this is like the YouTube creepy pasta videos that you always find, except well done and like way worse. Um, and somehow held together by like a dental floss thin thread of story. Yeah, exactly. Which is why it's so fun. Uh, but yeah, I gave mine an A because I, like you said, this movie doesn't really have a lot going on in it. The it's an environmental movie, and and like I went into this movie honestly not expecting to really enjoy it because I like the thirty minute short movie that we watched. Towards the end, I was kind of like, I don't know if I'm going to really enjoy an hour and a half long movie, two hour movie of this. Like, this was like, I was intrigued to just see where it went. And that was about all it was. But that was like 30 minutes. And I was like, oh, gosh, how am I going to sit through a bigger movie than this? I sat through this one and I was way more invested than I ever thought I would be in this. I couldn't look away no matter how weird it got, how creepy it got. And I had to know how this movie ended. And I was, I was just so invested. I was like, yeah, you know what? For a movie like this that I I'm I don't search out these kind of movies, I was thoroughly, as you would say, entertained um, with it. Now I think, like you said, over time, that entertainment will absolutely drop because I already know what happens. I yeah. experienced that. that yeah. There will not be a night like this where I'm watching for the first time and th- these are the feelings I'm feeling. That's going to be lost. But also, like you said, if someone wants to watch this with me, I will absolutely subject them to this movie and yes. give them nightmares. But that's probably the only time I'm going to watch this again is to right. show it to other people. The there's another like just the whole ah. Let's just kind of get final say. thoughts here. Like yeah. Go, well, my final thoughts. Okay, yeah, diving in. Thoughts. My total score overall, I gave it a thirty, which is okay. So thirty. 30 on our total breakdown is the top end of okay. 26 to 30 is okay. 31 to 35 is good. And I I gave it a 30. I said it's okay. And that's how I feel because there are parts of this movie that I really liked. I like the premise of this movie, even though I didn't think it had a great story. Kind of the premise of kids losing everything that makes them feel secure. Mm-hmm is very intriguing and that starts with mom and dad they're gone and then their doors and windows are gone and so they feel trapped and secluded and then their toys start to disappear and then their light sources disappear and then they're like everything that you go to as a kid that you think keeps the monsters at bay starts to go away that premise is fascinating but there was too much of just staring at the ceiling in this movie. And it really, like, I want to love it. I do. I'm battling myself because I want to love it, but I didn't. I was effectively creeped out by this nightmare of a movie, but I don't want to return to it. Um, I gave it a 38 if I did my math right. Um, 
I don't think I really have much final thoughts to add. <laughs> it's great. I don't know if I would verbally say it was great. It was okay, but that's just how the scores played out. Yeah, mine added up to 38. And so I'd say I had a great experience because it was fun to watch, even though I was disturbed. But I wasn't disappointed because I was very excited to watch it. I'm not like, oh yeah, greatest movie I've ever seen. So I would say I'm whelmed, not overwhelmed. Not whelmed. Overwhelmed. Not, Pretty whelmed. Billy's yeah. feeling very whelmed this evening after that. <laughs> that's, not what our, that's not what she'll be thinking when she's laying in bed tonight in the dark. <laughs> I won't go there. <laughs> so surprise, I'm actually surprised by this. So I... I kind of bounced around with some of my numbers, but I'm definitely in the 40 to 42 range um, with my final score here, which is... Amazing. Yeah, interesting. So 40, 40 is the <clears throat> top end of great, 41 to 48 gotcha. is amazing. Okay. Um, yeah, that's, that's interesting that I have the highest score of all of us. Um, I'm trying to think of where to even start with that, because I'm just surprised still that I had the highest. Uh... While I totally see, this is what's funny. You gave everything everywhere all into forty eight, and that's just so funny compared to this one. And you gave it a thirty. Just I don't know. That's I just thought that was funny. <sighs> very different movies. I know they're very, but that's what <laughs> I, I don't know. I felt like this would be kind of your movie that you would really. It's, like, it's I told you, I was having that internal struggle. Like I want to love this movie and what it attempted to do. It felt like it was four hours long. And see that I think that's what I loved. I think that's I. I just love how ev like those even those scenes where you're just staring at a ceiling or something like I don't know I just I liked the feeling of just like I'm helpless in this situation while these kids play out this story for me and I just I like the feel it's almost like sleep paralysis yeah in some like moments. it's like sleep I don't know I just I really dug that feeling so like a forty forty two again. This movie will not be the same ever again. This movie and how I experienced it tonight is this is going to be the best. This is my peak. Every every time I see it, if I ever see it again, is going to be downhill from this point on. Yeah. Um. And Although you'll live through other people's reactions. Yes, which is the point I think moving forward for it. But yeah, I mean, oh, something I want to point out, uh, and I want to give a lot of credit, which is probably why I enjoyed this movie so much, is a lost art in a lot of uh movies today are you gonna um, say it what's that i'm curious what you're gonna say what do you think i'm gonna say go ahead i really, really want to know no go ahead, because guess. i was thinking something during this movie what were you thinking I know a you lost think. a lost art in movies nowadays is the show not tell method yes and i was yes. going to point i was going to use the perfect example i always use with a great movie uh, a quiet place uh, it's been out long enough now, and I think we can, you know, yeah. talk about some. You know, this is or everything beginning. everywhere all at once. <sighs> you know, we'll come back to that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna show you up. Anyway, so in a quiet place, in the very first part of the movie, the movie kind of gets ruined a little bit. It's a great movie, but it would have been so much better if you never saw the monster. You see the monster in the beginning, the very beginning of the movie, because of the story and the plot, and it kind of sets up the story moving forward. What this movie does is what I wish so many other horror movies would just do. Tell, don't show. You see nothing. Like, instead of, sh you know, show, don't tell, 
Like, this movie shows you almost nothing. The most, like, yes, we say you get to see, like, a little bit of the kid's face at one point, but it's, like, one point at this movie. Like, it's one shot. You see the kid's face, and I know, uh, I know it's from, it's, Well, it's from the side, so yeah. he's bringing up, if we haven't mentioned it, you don't see anybody's face yeah. this entire time. You literally film. see nothing this entire... There's a couple of scenes where you see stuff, that, but, again, not going to spoil it. But literally, everything... Like, there's shots where it's just the kid... Like, there's a shot where a noise is made, and it's like a loud noise, and it freaks the kids out, but all you see is their feet. And there's something so just chilling about seeing two, like, two kids and their feet... And just the stillness in it. And like, the subtle, like, way they moved closer together. Yes. And turned to face the direction of the noise. And exactly. you see all of that broadcast through feet. Yeah. And I think that was my... F- I think that's why I just love this movie. Because that's that's just something you don't see in movies. It's always, like... It's it's always directors or studios feeling, feeling like, oh, the audience is too stupid to get this. So we have to show them it. It's like... Like Marvel does. Ah, yeah. Here he goes again. Every movie, you find a way to connect it to Marvel. But I just, I don't know. I really want to like drive the point home. Like this movie did something that you just never see anymore. And it's done just, it's done. It really just lends itself to like, hey, this is, we're going to leave this up to your imagination at the end of the day. Like you're not going to see anything. You don't know what's going on. You don't, you, we're going to give you sounds that kind of like lead you like, okay, this is probably what's happening at this part. And I just really want to drive the point. I'm like, this movie did something you never see anymore and i just really want to show some love for that it's the old rule of thumb for horror that what we can imagine will always be scarier than what is on screen exactly so and they definitely leave that up to us even i have to give credit to the final shot of this movie which is probably the greatest (laughs) is probably the greatest like creature demon reveal that i have ever ever seen and but even then it's still but Leaves it up a little for the imagination. The truth is you don't see it. So the final shot after about five minutes of random footage that I don't know what it was doing. um, Careful on the spoilers. (laughs) Well, the final shot is just black fuzz and then maybe a face. There's something there. And it's just enough that your imagination starts to create the image itself. And it's chillingly effective and based on everything to that point you're expecting something to come from it like you're expecting you're finally expecting the pressure to be released and i don't know you'll just have to watch and find out if it is like instead you're just gonna lose sleep over it. you're probably gonna lose a lot more sleep than anything so i I would say overall well i think we can all agree on this that this is you need to shut everything out of your life to watch this movie basically this has to be done it's a commitment and honestly so those unless of you who can't keep a girlfriend might struggle with it. But. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. It, and, unless, you, like, if you're a psychopath, you can watch this alone. I think you should probably watch this with people because there's just, there, I, I don't know if I would watch this alone, honestly. And this is, this is so our final average score combined for the four of us was uh, 36.5, <laughs> which actually says that that is a great film. I feel like that's where most so, people are and lining I, up. I feel like, this is a room of people who enjoy horror films. So, yeah, fair to say. so ours is going to be a little skewed. I would love to get some people who aren't necessarily horror films to chime in. I know it'd be because great. there are people who are going to tune this movie out within 20 minutes. Yeah. But if you stick around, you are going to have stuff to fuel your nightmares better 
than a lot of other horror movies could do. Yeah. And that doesn't like, I say that giving it an entertainment value of two, like there is stuff in this movie that will stay with me probably forever but I don't necessarily want to turn around and watch it again. I know this is the one movie. I know we're only, we've only done three episodes of this, but this is the movie where it's like, I really want to see what other people say because it's, I mean, the, the few reviews I did look at um, didn't give anything away, but they just said it was one of the most unique experiences I've ever had in a movie ever. Um, I really want to see what other people are saying about this movie. Now that I finally saw it myself, I'm ready yeah. to like go on just a deep dive I've, of reviews of this. I've seen everything from one star reviews to five star yeah. reviews, and I it's awesome. I, I genuinely understand both of them. Like I genuinely understand the one star review, and I understand the five star review. Yeah, that's why I sit somewhere in the middle at the three star review. Basically, <laughs> it's, just, it's so good. But uh. it is. If you are a fan of horror movies, especially the ones that we mentioned, like Blair Witch or paranormal activity those really like slow kind of creep in your head movies then this is worth checking out it's streaming exclusively to shutter right yes. now i believe but you can get a free trial i'm sure I, just to yeah watch i think that. you can get a free trial to watch it yeah i love shutter i subscribe to shutter yearly yeah, they got some good got stuff. a bunch of great horror films and terrible horror films which are also just great i'm a sucker for i all horror films are good horror Literally. films. Okay. I was, and I was going to say, ladies, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share? Parting words. Parting words with the audience. Um, this was fun because we would have this conversation anyway, except for now Bryce and Tim can't yell over each other. So that's good news. But um, I don't know whether to be offended or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're talking a lot about Shudder. So Shudder, if you want to sponsor us. Shudder. Give us the first sponsor, baby. We're here but for yeah, it. Yeah, comment if you want me and Megan to be on this more because <laughs> we have better opinions. Anyway. Oh my gosh, I don't know. What? This was your idea to bring that is a hot take. That's a little hostile. <laughs> that is a hot take. Well, coming from the one who almost never scores movies, I was gonna say you don't even score the tonight. movies. You're you're like, yeah, it was boring. It was just five. <laughs> I thought it was all right. I thought it was okay. Like, that's all she does. She doesn't even grade it anymore, basically. <laughs> and so I have to, like, Megan will She's be... She started giving final scores without breaking anything down. Yeah, <laughs> right. Usually I just text, like, 24 in the group chat. If I'm <laughs> I, was gonna say, I don't even think she grades it. She just sends a number out of 15. <laughs> like, eh, you guys can discern whatever that... Uh, I feel like that was a 42. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, that kind of wraps up this episode for Skinamarink. Um, man, I just... I don't know. I, I just feel like I want to keep talking about it, but it's like, yeah, I don't want, can't, I don't want to spoil too much of it. Long story short, we're having a great time making this podcast for you. Loving getting to talk about a variety of different movies. It really scratches that itch. <laughs> if you're, if you are enjoying it too, please like subscribe, give us a follow, give us a comment, waiting to see some more scores hit our inbox. We're not getting a whole lot of scores yet, but screenshot on Instagram. We have the scorecard breaks it down in the same categories we discuss here take a screenshot of that score your movie give us the title of it send us your thoughts in the comments and we'd love to read them to our audience on the next episode absolutely always uh send us some movies if you want us to watch well we've, we've got in a few i believe and we'll get we'll get to them. suggestions yeah uh we're kind of just we're trying to figure out what our rhythm is with these and how many new movies we'll see compared to old stuff uh that would just go back and kind of rewatch and review so we're figuring that out still, but we do just know that the few people who have sent us some stuff to watch, we saw it. We'll get to I it. hate we'll one of you it. for making us watch that one, but we'll watch it. Which one? It was, was Twilight. <laughs> Twilight. 
Ah, I keep. Hey. I brought it. I brought it up twice. And I need to stop. I'll, I'll watch. We need it. to have the wives back for that one. I was gonna say we will have the wives back. So anyway, like Tim said, like, subscribe, share the video, share the podcast on Spotify. Uh, again, we'd love to interact with you guys, and hope you guys have a good time. We will see you in the next episode. Thanks for hanging out with us. Banana. <laughs>